Hi, I'm Joel Puelski. And I'm Ethan Puelski. And this is the, the Anita, Anita Puelski Podcast. Anita Puelski. A podcast. Hello. Hello, everybody out Happy there. Happy February. It is... What? Happy Febri- what? February. February. That's French. Oh, what does it mean? What could February. it possibly mean? February. February. Oh, is it my Spanish? word. Febrero. Sure. Febrero. Febrero, and you put it on your hat, and you take a siesta. Okay. Uh, All right, so here we are. <laughs> so we're switching things up this time. Ethan's going to be telling us the facts, and I'm just going to be the one. I'm going to be up. reading the facts. This is my first time reading these, I'm going to mention. So if I get something wrong, not only might it be because from Wikipedia, it might be because I misread it. So that'll be fun. Okay. Ready for our first segment about the month of February, or as the French say... Février. Février. All right. The month of February is the second month of the year. Did you wow. know that? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> mm-hmm. It has either 28 or 29 days. <gasps> no, has can you that guess, happened? Can you guess why it would have 28 or 29 days? Because uh, it's in the mood. It's in the mood. Every four years, there's a leap year. And on that leap year, February has 29 days. Fascinating stuff. Um, so, okay, let's see if I can understand your notes here. So the season in the northern hemisphere <laughs> is winter. And the holidays include the Chinese New Year, National Freedom Day, Groundhog's Day, Valentine's Day, President's Day, Mardi Gras, Ash Mardi Wednesday. Gras? Sure, yeah, Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. Sure. Mardi Gras. Is that how you say it? Yeah. <laughs> Happy. Ash Wednesday, Black History Month, American Heart Month. That's just an And then advertisement. That <laughs> was just means that when I copied it, there was an advertisement. And so it it's National Advertisement Month now. Ooh, uh, okay. Um, should we add? Oh, so this is, is this, oh, report ad. So I can also report the advertisement. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, okay, so... I'm just going to jump down a little bit. When Julius Caesar remade the Roman calendar, the month was assigned 28 days during the normal year, and the 29th day during the leap year, which occurred every four years. So, basically the same way we have it now. We pretty much didn't change it. Uh, February in other languages... Are you going to pronounce these? Uh, You're the one reading it. Oh, my word. And I don't even know what that symbol is. Chinese. Chinese? Chinese I have a symbol. What symbol? It's the E with the the little hat. Okay, let's go back and forth. Okay, so I'll start Chinese. Erie. That's my guess. Danish. February. French. Février. Italian. Febrero. There's not a second R in there. Febrero. Latin. Februarius. Wow, why did I There's not an S in there. (laughs) Februarius. 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 Oh, I'm looking at Spanish. Oh, shoot. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Febrero in Spanish. And historical names included the, include the Roman Februarius Saxon. Oh, Februarius. <laughs> the Roman Februarius <laughs> and Saxton Salmoneth. In Germanic Hornung. So, fun facts about February. It is the shortest month of the year, as we've mentioned, I think, a couple wow. times. Uh, the Welsh call February... Wymush Bass. E, I think it's probably Emish Bash. Emish Bash. Sure. Which means little month. Oh. And it is the third month of winter. Wow. In the southern hemisphere, February is a summer month, the equivalent of August. And the month is named for the Latin word 
Februarum, which means purification. Ooh. Together with January, it is the last of the months added to the Roman calendar, which makes sense why it would be the day that makes up the leap year. Because it's the last oh. one added to the Roman calendar, even I though it's see. the second month for us. So the leap year, the leap year day could really be anywhere in the year. If they Wouldn't had... it be fun if at the beginning of the year they just put all the days in a bowl and then like picked out which one was missing? That would be a certain like, type we of just fun. Get rid of sure. a, year, a day every year. Just get rid of a day every year. Yeah, we could try that. I think it sounds fun. But then every fourth year we get all of them. Okay, that sounds bizarre and chaotic, but let's try it. Okay, the largest American sporting event of the year, the Super Bowl, is held on February. On February? In February, within February. The Saxton term for the month, Salmonath, means cake month. Oh. And it is a month that they offered the gods cake. What kind of cake? If you had to give cake to a god right now, what kind of cake do you think that god would want? Um, well, I don't know, but I, I would hope it just wants normal human cake, like chocolate or, or vanilla, because I don't want to think about you what don't type give of foods a god like might pistachio. be. pistachio? Pistachio cake? Yeah. Huh. Did the, did the Saxons have access to pistachios? I don't know who the Saxons are. They were, I think they were, uh... Uh, after the Romans, right? Anglo Saxons. That's where it's where England came from. We're we're gonna we're gonna move on. So that that's all our trivia for February. Great, fun, fun stuff. Okay, uh, now we move on to the years and our what periods do we have here, Joel? Nineteen eighty one to nineteen eighty three. Eighty one to eighty three. So the early eighties. Yeah. All right. Fun times. So uh, I should test your your memory. So okay. Here's, okay, so what was the first Holland Oates album released in 1981? Mm, was it Private Eyes? It was Private wow. Eyes. How did you know? I my computer has it pulled up right here. Why did you? That's not <laughs> testing your memory. Okay, without okay, looking okay. at your computer, I know what Disney movie came out. Nah, I'm not going to ask you that. What day did The Fox and the Hound come out in July 1981? 7th. Nope. Try. Th- Three days in a different direction. Really? I was three days close? We were three days off. July 10th. July 10th. <gasps> wow. Well done. Uh, so The Fox and the Hound came out on July 10th. I'm so smart. <laughs> the Carpenters released an album, which sounds a lot like Carpenters would produce. The the album. The um, Wood Sars. No, but that's good. If, Jesus is If you were my an son. American carpenter, what might you stick on stickers wood. and everything that you make? Oh, stickers? It's a um, sticker. What does a sticker copyright. say? No. Uh, this is wood. No. You're you're an American carpenter. Mm, God what bless is, America. Uh, that's a Made in one. America. Yes, Made in America. Yes. That is okay. the name of the album. Okay, great. Uh, all right. So quick facts from 1981. Here okay, we go. Quick. Uh, world changing event. Oh, skip that one. Okay. <laughs> uh, the top song was... Let's get physical. Yep. Uh, Olivia Newton-John. It was. The movies to watch include Raiders of the Lost Ark, On Golden Pond, Superman 2, and then The Cannonball Run. Okay. These are not one movie, but several movies. Time Bandits, Arthur. Was that a movie? An American Werewolf in London. Oh, that's, a nodding, fun, that's a classic one. And Clash of the Titans. The Is that about football? Uh, sure. 
none of us in this I dated oh, someone Shiloh who that was their favorite thrilling. movie, but I never watched it. Uh, the most famous person in America was probably Diana, Princess of Wales. Who is not American, which is interesting. Yeah, but she was big in America. Oh, so this is just who Americans know. Yeah. Well, the last one was the Pope. I don't think it was the Pope I American. thought that was weird, too. I was like, why is the Pope in America? So it's not an American person no. that this has to be. Okay. But um, like, yeah. Yeah, okay. So notable books include The Hotel New Hampshire by John Irving and When Bad Things Happen to Good People by Harold Kushner. Um, what do you think was the price of a Rubik's Cube at that oh, time? Oh, gosh. You know, I think this and isn't was, the trivia. It was big. Okay. Well, we're going to... S- well, no, we might not have the trivia, so it's too This is what you get. Oh, I don't think it is in the trivia. Okay, sorry. It's um $4.83. Close. It was three Um Less than a dollar off? Yeah. Less, yeah, sure. Um, so, uh, I'm guessing these are big things that came out in that, because Rubik's Cube was huge in the early 80s, right? Yeah. Uh, so sharp VHS video cassette recorders were between five ninety nine and nine fifty five, which I'm assuming is like a camera, or is it just VHS, like Look, a home VCR? I would have asked you. It's either a camera or a VCR. Great. Uh, involves VHS in some way. Um, the minimum wage was three thirty five per oh, hour. Wow. That's a jump. That's mm-hmm. like forty cents in one year, huh? Yeah. Yeah. The the apparently the 1981 funny guy was Rodney Dangerfield. Ooh, who is? Uh, do you know who that is? Sounds dangerous. <laughs> he's he's the guy that I don't get no respect, no respect at all, and he tells mm. funny stories about how m- women disrespect him throughout his life. Oh, <laughs> doesn't that sound like uh, a great I don't know comedian? If it sounds like he deserves much respect. Uh, yeah, well, apparently every woman would agree. But with I haven't you. seen it, so I, I don't know. It's it's not a great. So uh, the funny duo were Cheech and Chong. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. one of them was on Dancing with the Stars, like a couple years ago, oh. like really old. So the and the national conversation, if you will, was what really happened to cause the death of actress Natalie Wood while oh, on the yeah. boating trip with then husband Robert Wagner. Oh. Is she the one who had a son? Someone had a lot their of son, and then the boat came back. There's still wait, no, that came out. Questions that, that have not year. been answered, uh, particularly oh. around Robert Wagner. Wagner, blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, okay, on mm. to so that's that's 1981. On to 1982. So the Hall & Oates album produced their album H2O. Mm. Amy Grant released her album Age to Age. Oh yeah. I grew up... That's when I think we grew up listening Age to. Age to yeah. Is that, that the one that had, like, um, ba- your fat baby? <laughs> your fat baby? <laughs> yeah. Your fat... I don't remember that baby. song. Mm-hmm. Amy Grant had a song... Fat, 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 little baby. I don't remember that it's song. It's about you're going to church, but you're not really taking anything so you're just a baby even though you're doing everything right you're not really learning anything so you're just a baby still hmm. interesting all right on to quick facts the world changing event was the commodore 64 became the first popular home use computer in many homes that was a big computer do you know um so mom did not have the commodore 64 i know this she had the vic 20 which was the previous model um, before that, it was before the Commodore oh. sixty four. I'm not sure. Uh, I said, I said the magic wake word for my Alexa, which is computer. We're gonna mute that. 
Magic word is usually defined as any word that has a magic There you go. I don't know if you could hear, hear that or not. Um, uh, where were we? So, the Commodore 64, big event. And the other family, uh, Grandma Grandpa Powelski, did have a Commodore 64. Oh. Um, so the top song was I Love Rock and Roll by oh, Joan and, yeah. and the Black Hearts. I love rock and roll. We're just going to have Joel sing all these songs for us as we go through them. Uh, the movie to watch was E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Were you there for this conversation that I had with Dad about so. who funded E.T.? And he was oh, convinced yeah. that it was it was M&M's, which is funny, but because they did not appear in the movie at all. Because they paid, didn't they pay to not appear or something? Or no, sued? they didn't pay, no. So, um, uh, what's the name? Steven Spielberg went to M&M's and said, hey, I need a candy to feed the alien in my movie. Can I feed them? Can I feed him M and M's? Can I have that appear in the script? He hadn't even written, you know, done anything. Just in the script, and they said no. That's going to scare kids. We're not going to have M and M's appear in the movie. And Reese's came along, or basically, he went to Reese's after M and M's and said, "Can I use Reese's Pieces, which were not very popular, uh, but were a competitor, obviously, to M and M's?" And they said sure. And they actually produced a ton of advertisement. They agreed to spend one million in advertisings that sort of spanned both Eminem or Reese's Pieces and the movie, right? So they would kind of share advertisements for both things. And it was a huge success, and that's probably why we still have Reese's Pieces today. Wow. Fun fact. Reese's got everything these days. I mean, you can practically buy yourself a Reese's couch at this mm-hmm. rate, you know what I mean? I'm sure in some part of that you can attribute to E.T. Um, so the most famous person in America was probably, again, Princess Diana. Uh, notable books include The Death of Captain Marvel by Jim Starlin and Space by James A. Is that a comic book, you think? Death of Captain Marvel. Uh, it certainly sounds like a comic book, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Um, I'm sure Captain Marvel, the character, would have been around by the 80s, right? Maybe. Although there were yeah. two Captain she Marvels. She was very 80s. There's Captain Marvel black, from Marvel. She's got like that black leotard with like a yellow lightning bolt and a red scarf. Do you think, though, Captain Marvel... Meaning, um, Shazam would have been more popular. Yeah, I guess he's kind of an 80s. Let's let's Google it. We're going to Google it. So hold your horses while we Google. The death of Captain Marvel. It could be totally unrelated, so we will find out. What will the great Mm. Google tell us? We approached the Oracle with anticipation. It is Marvel, it looks like, right? Marvel. I see the Fantastic Four. The Cree Captain Marvel. Wow. So I maybe this is that. the creation of Captain Marvel, the female superhero. Yeah, this is Marvel, so it's not Shazam. I'm sure everyone listening knows as much about this oh, as we yeah. do. So I'm sure it's fascinating. Well, Captain Marvel was a boy back then. Oh, that's true. The first Captain Marvel was Captain Marvel, a guy. Mm-hmm. I forgot that. A spinoff series, the same powers. Marvel. Oh, but Miss Marvel was launched in 1977. She became the new Captain Marvel after, sometime after. I forgot oh, I'm that. I'm confused. Anyway, yes. Exactly. But she, Captain Marvel had the same power as Miss Marvel. But now there's a whole bunch. Because now there's a new Miss Marvel. And she's sure. getting her own show and mm-hmm. stuff. But she's just called Captain Marvel, right? No, Miss Marvel. Oh, there's a new Miss Marvel. There's a new Miss Marvel. Yep. She got the same power as Mr. Also Fantastic. Captain- Oh. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. 
Okay, well, so we'll turn off our nerd hats and get back to um, some of this fun history. So the Sony Walkman, we talked about that. How much did it cost in 1982? $82. Nope, $129 to have a little cassette player you could take with you uh, in your pocket. That's pretty cool. The comeback funny guys were Richard Pryor and Bill Cosby. Oh, gosh. There's a name that has sparked with controversy these days. Mrs. Cosby, though, whatever the actress's name is, has been doing pretty well. She's been in a lot of things. She was in that movie Soul, I think. And then she was in a Netflix musical. She's done quite a lot this year, actually, in 2020. She's a fun, motherly character, and now grandmotherly character. Um, or she plays that well anyway. Um, so the funny late night host is again, Johnny Carson, not diverting from that very much, but the funnier later night host is David Letterman. Hmm. So he's still on, he's still on, our uncle James was just on his show a couple years ago, wasn't he? No, you're, you're thinking of, um, somebody else, Larry King. Yep. And, um, (laughs) David Letterman was the, was, um. Was on for until fairly recently, yeah. He, and he still does stuff, but he's not on late night anymore. Um, so uh, we're gonna skip through a couple of things. Heard it before. Michael Jackson took the line, "Mama say, Mama say, Mama kusa." Mama say, Mama say, Mama kusa. Mama say, Mama say, Mama So Joel obviously says that better than I do. Shiloh knows it. She's agreeing from across the way. Is that really the song? Mom he saying, just Mama Sama Makusa. Yes. Yeah, come on! I know what you're talking about, and I'm not sure. I've heard it more as in almost like that phrase is a filler in other songs now. I don't know if we could hear you, but she is agreeing with Joel, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's what I took away Sorry. from that conversation. I did not get the support I was looking for. Okay, well, when you're right, you will. <laughs> All right. So, um, we have something new here. Valley Girl Terminology. Oh, my word. Got me with a 10-foot pole. (laughs) I think that should be a new segment, and we should have you say that every time. All right. What would it be about, though? It's just this sentence. For the year, what was the Valley Girl Terminology? And we'll have you introduce it like that. Um, So, what would February's Valley Girl phrase be? It is the word liked used as an interjection. Such like, as, like, uh, like I just and like I went like to the like store with like him and like we saw like Rachel, like Rachel, Rachel, like Rachel, like Rachel, Rachel, like like <laughs> like, and she was there at the store and she was like buying like cereal <laughs> and I was like, why are you buying cereal? Like Rachel, come on, bravo, like, okay. bravo. So you used it not only as an interjection, which was correct, but you also used it as a second Valley Girl expression, which is to indicate speech as in she yeah. said like get out of my way mm, yeah i like Excellent. that <laughs> all right the word grody is used to express grody. Gross. I say that now. Grody. very very 80s word to use either i'm i'm either in one of two moods either i'm in like a happy fun positive mood and i'm like grody or i'm like in a dark emo mood and like grotesque you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But it's that's, kind of the same word. That's uh, excellent. Perfect. I'm going to save the rest for another month so that we can have more Valley Girl terms to use. You're really into that? Yes. You want to do that? I want to, I want to do that and have you Great. express the Party. words just as you did there. That's wonderful. Okay. Um, so we're on to 1983. 
The world-changing event was President Reagan referred to the Soviet Union as an evil empire in a speech in Florida. Mm. Uh, that was a big political change. Uh, the top song was Every Breath You Take by The Police. Oh. Every breath of me. Every... Wait, is that right? I no. don't think that's right. That's I'll Be Watching You. Every move you make, every breath you take, I'll be watching okay. you. I, don't I still don't think that's I, the gosh, song. Your face was scaring me. So I didn't <laughs> feel like I was right. Every breath. What is it? Every breath you Every breath you take by the police. Every breath you take. Huh. Yeah, okay. I guess I don't know it. Yeah. It's just a song called I'll Be Watching You because that's creepy. I think it is everybody. Oh, yeah. I'll Be Watching You would be a creepy name. Yeah, absolutely. Wasn't that? It was in some commercial. No, that's not true. I mean, it's probably been in a commercial at some point. All right. Great. Shiloh, if you're going to talk, you should come close to the mic so we can hear you. Okay. That, yeah, 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 of course. We should have you can in. Can I move the mic over here yeah. a little bit? All right. Uh, big movies of the year 1983 were Return of the Jedi, Terms of Endearment, Trading Places, War Games. Oh, you don't know that movie? I don't know that movie. and it's. Okay. It is... I'm just going to say it. Octopussy, which was a famous... Um, oh, Austin uh, Powers? Austin Powers. Yeah. It was an Austin Powers movie. Um, Sudden Impact, Staying Alive, Mr. Mom, and Risky Business. Okay, so now we're getting into the places where she's lived. Yes. Um, this month we have Cheapside. Which Woo-hoo. was um, a town that mom grew up in in Canada. So, why don't you take this, Joel? Because you know more about this stuff okay. than I do. So, so there are four communities that share the name Cheapside. So, there were, it was hard to find information online about Cheapside. So, we are looking at a bigger town close by called Hamilton, Ontario. Um, and Hamilton, Ontario... Okay, well, here's the thing. Is when I was looking up Cheapside, I was able to find one interesting fact, and it was about <laughs> John Herbert Frid, who was born there. Um, and he, John Frid, was a Canadian actor widely known for his role as vampire Barnabas Collins on the gothic television show opera Dark Shadows. But then when I looked him up, it said he was born in Hamilton, Ontario. Oh, okay. So you. So. You just said, how yeah. long did it You know, I, I wonder, that- though. I wonder, though, if people just didn't know of Cheapside, so he said, oh, it's That's near Hamilton, and that, that mm-hmm. came about. So then I just... So anyway, so then we got on to some fun facts about Hamilton. So here we are. Fun fact number four. Fun fact number four. Don't know what happened in the first three facts, but here's number four. <laughs> <laughs> the first ever Tim Hortons. Was in Hamilton. Wow. wow that's yeah. So was stuff. Tim Horton from Hamilton? Or is that even a real person? No idea. Oh. Okay. Oh, a shop opened for the first time. What makes it so what? special? Tim Hortons is a fra- franchise that has grown since it was first built in 1964 into one of the biggest and most beloved fast food industries in Canada. If you have a craving for donuts and coffee, Hortons is the place to find it. It's true. It's true. Fun fact number five. The world record for continuous high fives. How many? Were oh there? my word! Mom was in the town that has a record for continuous high fives. Two men high five each other. Oh, it must have been a picture. <laughs> oh. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Now, for those what? of you who don't know, Mom <laughs> likes to high five herself when she gets something right that maybe other people don't. 
think is that interesting or is not. It's kind of a comedy bit that she does. Is she'll give herself a high five. Because nobody else will do it. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the they have the world record for high fives with 7,238 high fives at the Tim Hortons Stadium in 2015. Oh, my word. Anita, you got a lot of catching up to do with your own high fives. Um, fun fact number six, they had the first player to wear a hockey mask. Well, what'd they do before? They just get hit with the puck? Well, everyone knows how much Canadians love their ice hockey, so it may not come as a surprise that the first person to wear a hockey ma- mask was during a game in 1927. But it may surprise you to discover that the first safety-conscious co- Canadian was a woman called Elizabeth Graham. I don't know what that means. Uh, that it was a woman? The I don't first, know. It says the first safety-conscious Canadian. Wow, yeah. that was she was the first safety conscious Canadian. Everybody, they did not care about safety. Way to go, Elizabeth! First safety. Nineteen twenty-seven was the first time anyone cared about safety. Apparently, amazing in Canada. In Canada, baseball wasn't invented in American. Was it invented in Canada? Maybe these are just facts about Canada. I don't know, but it says. Um, Abner Doubleday, Doubleday, uh, was given, invented the game, and the first recorded match was in Beachville, Ontario in 1938. Mm. Fun fact number eight, Canada was the first telephone exchange from the British, (laughs) British Empire. This is, I'm struggling. No, you're great, you're great. Um, Hamilton was keeping connected as early as 1878 when the first telephone exchange happened in downtown Hamilton between Canada and the British Empire. Wow. Which led to the first public telephone being installed in the city in 1880. And since then, Hamilton has not looked back. Wow. Good times, wow. Hamilton hosted the first Commonwealth Games. Now, do you know what those are? No. I did not know what those are until I worked on the cruise ship and two of our fellow cast members had worked at the Commonwealth Games in Australia. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, the Commonwealth is. like Commonwealth of England. The Commonwealth of England is kind of people who are still kind of under England, but they're kind of not. They're usually loyal to the crown still, in a way, but have their own parliamentary system. Yeah, so Canada, Australia, New Zealand, gotcha. places like that. Gotcha. Anyway, so Hamilton hosted the first ones. Hamilton has a huge funny bone. Do you love to laugh? Then you may enjoy our last fact. Hamilton had been the birthplace of many comedy legends over the years. Just some of the names we can tick off the list are Eugene Levy, Martin Short, Ivan Reitman, and David Thomas. Wow. And Tim Conway. That's the one that comes to mind. And Anita Byer-Pawalski. Oh, Anita Byer-Pawalski. Yes, so Classic true. comedian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is all of our facts for this month. So... We'll go on to a word from our sponsors. Well, howdy, y'all. I'm Billy Joe Bob, and I'm here to tell you about my great product that I've got called Storage Unit Inside a Storage Unit. Pretty simple, folks. You just take your existing storage unit, put it inside my ultra-sized storage unit, and you can get double the size of your storage unit while only telling the missus that you got one storage unit. This is a plan me and my brother Bib Bob Joe came up with when we was trying to tell our wives we only would get one storage unit instead of the 27 we have now. Uh, that's about it, folks. Come on down to Billy Bob's storage units inside of storage units. 
And now it's time for the part of the show where we ask, what would it need to be? Ariel, Toblerone, Oatmeal, Chocolate, Cookies, Mama Bear. Today, what would it need to be if she were a color? Yeah. Blue. Pink. Red. Turquoise. Red. Purple. Pink, white. The color she is. All right. Hello, I'm Joel Pawlowski, and this is the Anita Pawlowski Podcast. And I'll mm. let my guest introduce herself. Hey, this is uh, Lynette Hirschberger. I was a Cobra before, so I have some Canadian roots, which gives me something I can um, have in common with Anita, I guess. And my husband, Tim, and I have learned to know both Paul and Anita um, at camp meeting mostly, but they've also come to our church to do presentations. So first of all, can you give Anita an update on how you're doing and what's going on in your life right now? Well, our life is probably similar to everybody else's with the COVID season going on, trying to stay home as much as we can and stay safe and stay healthy, but the Lord's really blessed us and we're thankful for that. Um, No illness and we're looking forward to getting some relief from this season. Um, God's been with us. Our our two sons live locally here, so we have a couple of grandchildren that we can interact with um, most almost daily. And then we have a daughter, Danae, that lives in uh, New York, so we don't see her as often, but she's got a little seven-month-old, and we're anxious to see them. They're planning to come the week after Christmas. Great. So how do you know Anita? You already kind of said, but... Well, I think I actually did first learn to know who she was or get to know her at MHC. Do you remember when you first met her? I remember when I first was like aware that she was there, um, which I think was when she played the piano or keyboard for some morning sessions. And maybe Jonathan Stanton was leading the hymns. I don't know if I'm correct about all that or not, but I knew she had some musical talents. And I had grown up in Southern Ohio, so I knew the Pulaski family a little bit, and I knew she was part of that. I don't know. I don't remember exactly when we first spoke, necessarily. Yeah, that's hard with MHC and things. You're kind of meeting people here and there, maybe sat close to them at lunch, different things going on. Could be. So do you remember a time when Anita made you laugh? Oh, many, many, many times. (laughs) Just that my memory's not so good that I can pull off the the one-liners or whatever that she had. We we met at the cave a lot, which was around a campfire, kind of bonfire, and shared snacks and just conversation. And she's she's made me laugh there a lot of times. Told some really funny stories. She's a good storyteller, mm-hmm. and I'm a good listener. And I I like how she kind of embellishes her story without making them untrue, I think. So and I've heard her tell the same stories like multiple times and it's still the same. So I don't think she's uh, adding too much stuff that isn't true. (laughs) Yeah. She just knows how to tell it right to get the best. She does. (laughs) And she gets to retell her stories. You know, someone will say, can you tell that story again? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So has Anita inspired you in any way? She's inspired me a lot. We've been kind of prayer partners off and on over the years. And she just always seems like she's there in, encouraging and um, giving emotional support and prayer support. 
So yeah, just the thought of her brings a smile to my face and encouragement to my day, just like this morning. Great. So do you remember what your first impression of Anita was? Well, I think I remember when she was more, uh, at least she dressed more conservatively. Mm. And then I kind of remember, and I didn't know her that well then. And it was after that, I remember one year she came and she had um, jewelry and earrings and maybe <laughs> a maybe a haircut. I don't remember, but definitely a little different way of dressing. And she just she just makes you want to be around her all the time. So that's kind of one of the changes I remember. Yeah. So how do you think Anita has changed since you've known her? Well, some of these are kind of repetitive questions. You kind of just said that, but she loves her family. I know that. And um, I don't know if it's a change, but I've really felt her just being, being a friend to so many people, even at a distance, you know, other times during the year, but it's kind of like we can reconnect when we're at MHC and, and, like we weren't apart, like we get caught up real quick and then our friendship's really strong that week. Yeah, great. Do you have a specific memory, a good memory you have of her? Well, the one she's going to think I say will be about when she was kind of teaching or doing a presentation for a women's class during Sunday school and she was using a whiteboard. And I don't remember exactly why she was using the word potato. It was some kind of illustration for something. But she wrote the word potato, and then she had it correct, and then she thought it was not correct, so she changed it to what she thought it should be, and then it was misspelled. So we've never let her live that down, and she doesn't let, you know, she knows that we're remembering that. (laughs) (laughs) And I also had to think of um, a time, I think it was Ethan's graduation party that I came to there at Camp Friedenswald with Katrina Knapp. Mm-hmm. And she was a real, I think it was a great hostess that day. The whole family was, but anyhow, um, before I came, she said, now, if you make a reservation a month before, we can give you a cabin for a discount of 75%. So I thought, well, that's really good, but that doesn't still tell me, you know, what it costs. So I asked yeah. her to figure that out. And she's like, well, you would ask me to do math, but then with <laughs> the help of the calculator, she came up with a price and said, I think she's good on math and spelling now. <laughs> you're learning a lot from each other <laughs> <That's good. laughs> yes, <we are. laughs> do you remember a time that Anita surprised you I'm sure there have been times she surprised me just even with what she said or look <laughs> on her face or whatever but I don't know any details really I do remember one time um, we've been Facebook friends since probably 2012 or 13 because that's when I joined Facebook And she was following this page that was called Church Funnies. And I thought, well, then that must be neat. I'm going to like that page too. And then before long, it started having things that were just like kind of really questionable. (laughs) So I mean, they were funny, but they were like kind of, they weren't right. You know, they were making God or whatever. So it kind of, I remember one time it really implied that God was a woman pretty strongly. And I sent her a message and said, you know, what are you thinking about this? And she's like, yeah, I sometimes I think it's weird too. Okay. So we both had to figure out how to unlike the page. It was like, <laughs> like it was a process because we didn't know, but yeah, we did that together. <laughs> All right. Well, we're pretty much finished with the interview, but I was wondering if there's anything else you'd like to share about Anita or something you'd like to say to Anita personally. 
Well, Anita, I just really love your friendship. And I love how um, you have supported so many people emotionally. I love how you are a learner and want to learn new things. I like that we have um, sons with the same name. I have a Joel and you have a Joel. And I think that's pretty cool. And I think that uh, Paul and you just watching your relationship has been, it's just so refreshing. You seem so supportive of one another and yet able to have deep discussions, you know, when there's differences or whatever. So I'm looking forward to a time when we can connect again. Of course, we didn't have MHC this year. And oh, one other thing, Uh, we have kind of a little Camp Kakwa connection because I believe they spent their honeymoon there and we determined they stayed in the same cabin that our family goes to every year when we go on vacation there. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so cool. (laughs) It was called Birchmere, the cabin. Is that a type of wood or something? Uh, It is a type of wood. And a lot of their cabins there are named after different types of wood. Our cabins here are named after trees as well. All right, well, thank you so much for doing I got one more thing. I was going to say, I really don't know if she's a morning person or a night person, but I know at MHC, we all become night people. (laughs) (laughs) The reason I don't know she's a morning person is because I don't always get up and go to breakfast. So I don't know if she's out and about. But anyhow, we definitely stay at past curfew there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you. I'm sure she'll appreciate this. Okay. Well, I think that's really cool that she has the perk to be able to listen to podcasts and stuff at work. I prayed yeah. for her when she was interviewed for that job. So, yeah. Yeah, it's been really good for her. I think she's really loving it. Okay. All right. Thank you. Uh-huh. Have a good Bye. one. The Anita Powelski Podcast is brought to you in part by the following sponsor. Hello, I'm Reverend John St. Brown. Our church is hosting its 75th annual women's retreat. It's a retreat for women of all ages. Previously, we've had issues with women sleeping with other women. But you won't have that problem here because you won't sleep at all! Come on down to the awakening! It's about Jesus! It's about the Bible! It's about chicken soup for the soul! It's about... Proverbs 31 says you can laugh at the days to come. It doesn't say nothing about the nights. Come on down to the awakening at the First United Methodist Church and party like a Pentecostal. And now it's time for your favorite game show, I Got a Question, Anita Answer. With your host... Joel Powelski. Hello, I'm Joel Powelski, and I'm here with my competitors. Paul Powelski. And Ethan Powelski. All right, are you guys ready? Ready. Yeah. Let's get things going. Um, This year, this month, we are talking about 1981 to 1983. Question number one. How many innings was the longest professional baseball game? Lasting 8 hours and 25 minutes in 1981 between the Pawtucket Red Sox and the Rochester Red Wings from the AAA International League. Pawtucket winning 3-2. How many innings was the longest professional baseball game? And of course this is a number answer, so whoever gets the closest gets the point. Okay. Um, Alright, Ethan, what's your answer? 20. Paul? 22. The correct answer was 33. Oh, my. So, Paul gets that. All right, sorry. Question number two. The hit movie Mommy Dearest was released in 1981. What is the famous quote from the movie said by Faye Dunaway? Option number one. 
Never any wire hangers. Option number two, wire hangers never. Option number three, no wire hangers ever. Option number four, never, no, never, no wire hangers. Put your pens down when you have an answer. Ethan? Number four. Paul? B. Number two. Number three was the correct answer. No wire hangers ever. Four was really close, though. It was very close. All right. Option number, or question number three. Who is Terry Utley? Who is Terry Utley? A. Miss America, 1982. B. Time Magazine, Man of the Year, 1982. Or C. Miss USA, 1982. Who is Terry Utley? A. Miss America, 1982. B. Time Magazine, Man of the Year, 1982. Or C. Miss USA, 1982. Paul? A. Ethan? A. C was the correct answer. Miss USA 1982. Mm. Question number four. In 1982, Larry Walters flew 15,000 feet above LA in blank carried by weather balloons. Was it A, a bicycle, B, a lawn chair, C, a toilet, or D, a recliner? In 1982, Larry Walters flew 15,000 feet above L.A. in a blank carried by weather balloons. In 1982, he said to the press after he landed, It was something I had to do. I had this dream for 20 years and I hadn't done it. I think I would have ended up in the funny farm if I hadn't done it. If I hadn't done it. And if, and you get it. Was it A, a bicycle, B, a lawn chair, C, a toilet, or D, a recliner? Ethan, what do you think? B, a lawn chair. Paul? B, Elantia. Yes, you both got that one. All right, question number five. In 1982, Universal Studios sued Nintendo Nintendo, over alleged similarities between King Kong and Donkey Kong. Who won the case? In 1982, Universal Studios sued Nintendo over alleged similarities between King Kong and Donkey Kong. Who won the case, Universal or Nintendo? Paul? Universal. Ethan? Universal. Universal. Did you both know that one already? I knew it. All right. Question number six. A Hollywood screenwriter, Chuck Ross, retyped the script to Casablanca and submitted it to 217 agencies. Dozens of agencies rejected it as not being good enough to turn into a movie. What was the title that he gave for the script? Everybody Comes to Ricks. A. Everybody Comes to Ricks. B. Refugees. C. Die Wacht am Rhein, the Watch on the Rhine, or D. The Cafe on the Hill. A Hollywood screenwriter, Chuck Ross, retyped the script to Casablanca and submitted it to 217 agencies, being rejected from many studios as not being good enough to turn into a movie. Was the title A. Everybody Comes to Ricks, B. Refugees, C. Die Wacht am Rhein, the Watch on the Rhine, or D. The Cafe on the Hill? Paul, what's your answer? D. Ethan? D, the cafe on the hill. The correct answer is A, everybody comes to Rick's. Oh, I thought about that one. Mm-hmm. Question number seven. What was the price of a Chevrolet Ch- Chevette? Is that how it's pronounced? In 1983. What was the price of a Chevrolet Chevette in 1983? Again, the closest answer will take the prize. Ethan? $10,000. Paul? 5200 Paul just barely takes it. It was seven thousand two hundred and eighty-seven. Um, 
Someone born in 19... A uh, question number eight. Someone born in 1983 is considered a member of which generation? Generation X? Generation Y? Millennials? Or all of the above? Someone, question number eight. Someone born in 1983 is considered a member of which generation? Generation X? Generation Y? Millennials? Or all of the above? Ethan? Generation X? Paul? X. All of the above! This person can be considered, depending on what official thing you ask, they can be considered any of them. Yeah, I wonder about that. Question number nine. What percentage of the U.S. population watched the MASH, MASH series finale in 1983? Question number nine. Approximately what percentage of the population of the United States watched the MASH series finale in 1983? Paul? 31. Ethan? 70%. 62. Ooh, wow. Oh, who got the Chevrolet? Ethan? Oh, I don't know. I got it. Okay, good. <laughs> um, you got track of all the things? Or you're saying you got that point? I got that one. But I was starting to Who got the more? <laughs> Just I've gotten three points so far. Okay, that's okay. All good. Well, I got to figure out what I got. I think you can. Okay. All right. On what day did Will Byers disappear in 1983? <laughs> it is a fictional character from the Netflix hit series Stranger Things. On what day in 1983 did Will Byers disappear? The closest date will take the point. Paul? July 11th. Ethan? October 31st. November 6th. So Ethan was the closest. Alright, now we have we have a new format for our all or nothing round starting this time. So from now on we're going to be giving you one minute to name, to write down as many of something as you can. Whoever... Whoever, um, now do we think that you should get all the points that you write down, or whoever wins gets the points that they write down? I think you should get as many points as you write down. Everyone gets as many points as they write down? Sure, yeah, okay. fine. Alright, so I'm going to get the timer up and ready here, and then I'll give you your thing. Alright, are we ready? Mm-hmm. So you have one minute to write down as many Canadians as you can. Oh my goodness. Go. One minute to First write down name? as many Canadians as you can. Uh, uh, I'd say first name is fine. Just first name is fine. Well, thanks a lot. I've been writing down last names. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't realize. Like, let's say first name and last initial. <laughs> but then, if you don't know, no, their name, just yeah. one name. Just, as long as it designates it. Yeah. Thirty seconds. Oh my goodness, Joel. Uh. Fifteen. Ten seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Oh, Pencils down. All right. Oh, boy. You said it early. All right. Uh, Paul? I got nine. Nine? Who do you have? I have Leon, Charlie, Aunt Marie, Uncle Louis, Roy Sider, Dorcas, I mean Dorothy Hoover, uh, Debbie, Ezra, Dorcas, Byer, those are all. Ethan, how many do you have? I got seven. All right. That gives our final points. Did you? Well, you got nine, Dan. Yeah. And Joel. Can't do math. That makes Paul our winner. Woo! 14 points. And he's supposed to earn that 11. 
Ethan came in second. Yay, thanks for joining us on I Got a Question, I Need an Answer. Catch you next time. <laughs>